1: Coming to you from the Evergy room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens of
2: Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. Today in the house, we're excited to have the one and only, the infamous, the myth, the legend, Christina Long. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, it's we have been waiting to get you on this podcast Whatever. forever. I'm like,
0: that wall of fame got really,
3: mm-hmm. really crowded.
2: Well, you you've been on every you've been mentioned on every other <laughs> wall of fame yeah, person. Everyone
3: has mentioned you. So tell our audience who you are, Christina
0: Long of CML Collective yeah. LLC. Uh, well, again, thank you for having me. So I'm a Wichita hometown girl who's just trying to work and live in my 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 dreams, working my purpose, really helping to elevate uh, black owned businesses in this city, and just doing my part to Mm -hmm. make Wichita better. Doing
3: your part. You are doing the part. (laughs) You're doing it. I forgot
2: what high school?
0: East High, Blue Mm. Ace.
2: Okay.
3: 99. Continue. Not understanding why that question was (laughs) asked. But. as we continue on (laughs) setting the atmosphere. (laughs) So what does CML Collective do?
0: Yes. So CML Collective is an inclusive communications and graphic design company. We really work to help bring not only professional quality communications to startups and nonprofits, minority-led organizations and corporations, but we're also wanting to make sure that we do so in a way that demonstrates the business imperative of being inclusive.
3: And how long have you been uh, in operation? Yeah.
0: Well, I actually started my business journey officially in 2013. 2013. I started with the t-shirt company. (laughs) But um, before my second anniversary, people asked, you know, you design this t-shirt, can you design this logo, this website, this media campaign? And before my second anniversary, we rebranded, became CML Collective. So 2014, CML Collective.
3: 2014. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's been, you've been in the game for some time. It's been a little while. Yeah, so, but you've always been in comms. Like, you were Mm -hmm. a... journalist. Yes, and, I was. So tell us a little bit about that background, yes. and how you got to or why you decided you wanted to start CML.
0: Collect- sure. So, yes, I many people do know if you've been around Wichita any length of time that I used to be the cultural affairs reporter with the Wichita Eagle. And so it was my job there to cover Wichita's ethnic and minority communities. And it was really important to me to do that in a way that wasn't parade coverage, that wasn't, you know, food coverage. It's mm-hmm. really about Covering our communities as we live, work, you know, pray and play, and that was really important to me. I got to cover some really important stories, and so as I looked at again just the the journey of my life and what I wanted to continue, the industry changed. We had to reinvent ourselves, many of us as journalists, um, and so I went into education, and that was fantastic. But I also continue to hold dear to me that we need a platform to tell our stories. Mm-hmm. And so the t-shirt company became a platform I could afford Mm -hmm. (laughs) being, you know, early 20s and young. um, And it just, it's evolved. Yeah,
3: that's an amazing story. And so where are you located? How could someone find you?
0: Yeah. So online, of course, Mm cmlcollective.com. But I'm also headquartered um, in the same office that shares space with my nonprofit organization, Create Campaign. So we're located at Founders Grove, 2333 East 21st Street, north corner of 21st and Grove in Wichita, Kansas. So you have a nonprofit as well. Yes, I do. That
3: is so awesome. What don't you do? I mean,
0: let's
3: just talk about <laughs> it be that.
2: a shorter show, I'm
3: sure. <laughs> and so how many uh, employees do you have?
0: So we are growing, but right now we still have one employee with CMO Collective, we have a um, network of really dynamic contractors mm. who, based on the type of project that we are contracted to do, then we get to pull in the expertise that we have. And it's important to me not only to activate the network that I have been able to work with, either as a reporter or during my time building curriculum with the school district, but also to activate startup companies, those companies that are hungry, but they might not be as well known. So as long as they prove excellence with me, they can work with me.
3: If I am um, a a business owner or if I'm someone who wants to get, you know, start a logo or a brand, uh, I would come to you. Is that correct? Yes. What else would I come to you for?
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, you can come to me to have a safe place to be able to discuss your business goals. Um, It's one thing to want to start a business. It's another thing to figure out who you can talk to to help develop the backing behind your business, the strategy behind your business. Um, If you're looking for investment dollars, Mm -hmm. again, Wichita is as big or as small as you wanna make it. And I've been very blessed to be at the intersection of so many different organizations that my network is very broad. And so when we're looking at activating capital on behalf of these businesses, sometimes it just takes an email introduction, sometimes a phone call, and I'm able to do that um, in many cases for folks. We've been able to do that successfully many times over. Um, If you're looking at how to grow your professional brand, so one of my mentors, Curtis Quinton, he always says this quote, it's not what you know, who you know, which everyone knows that quote, Mm -hmm. but it's really about who knows you. Mm -hmm. And so who knows you well enough to open up a door of opportunity, to open up um, access to their network, to be able to help you on your path to professional or personal goals? Um, and so being able to activate my network on behalf of others and then also introduce my network to others networks so that we can build even more dynamic networks of change, influence, power, things of that nature. That's some of what I do.
2: I am just so happy that you're here. Of course, I'm smiling and full disclosure, Christina and I, we go to St. Mark or went to St. Mark mm-hmm. and uh, Christina used to run in the halls at the church, had to tell <laughs> her to slow it down and all that. But uh I know her parents and, yeah. you know, and like my mom would say, her parents are good people. Thank you. You know, and uh, so it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. just to sit here and watch her just mm-hmm. thrive and be in this show every every week. And somebody mentions Christina Long. It's just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad you're here. And um, a couple of things I want to hit. What made you decide this is what you want to do? I know... The Eagle was doing its thing or whatever. But Mm -hmm. what made you decide, I'm going to hang up my own shingle and make this pop?
0: Mm. You know, there's something about being a creator and not just being a consumer. And when I look at some of the most important stories that I've been able to cover or tell during my time at the Eagle, it really was about a group of minority contractors who could not get work in Wichita. They were getting work outside of here and building fantastic successful companies outside of here, but they did not have that experience in Wichita. Mm-hmm. And they had approached the city, city of Wichita government and looked at how can we build more equitable and inclusive contracting practices. These were men who I went to church with. These were men who were pillars of the community, but could not find work here. And that stuck with me. So as I look at, again, the, the journey of my life, um, I don't make Uh, New Year's resolutions, I make birthday resolutions. And when I was 29, I looked ahead to the year of 40. And if I was doing every single thing that I was doing at that time, would I have the life that I wanted to live at 40? And the answer was no. There were some things that I wanted to accomplish for me. And part of that was again, having that platform for communication. So bringing it full circle, To be able to launch my business, to be able to launch the nonprofit and to work towards, again, those same goals that those gentlemen had decades ago when I was reporting, it has been humbling because now we're making progress to the point that they're getting contracts now in what I'm calling a time of homecoming. I mean, some stories you can't write better than this. And so I know it has been an opportunity for me to be able to just be obedient to, I'm a believer, so be obedient to God's will and where Mm -hmm. He has placed me and to do the best that I can, recognizing I am not an economist. Ebony, I do not have your title, (laughs) not have your background, (laughs) but I am a connector. I am a writer. I know how to bring people and resources together. So I was told, do that and do that well. And do your best at it. And that's what I've been able to do. And that's been the foundation from which I have built this from.
2: And you mentioned about helping business owners get contracts, but let's unpack the part where you're starting to help them get capital. And I shared this with Donna Wright a few weeks ago. We were talking about, it was always hard to get capital for minority women-owned businesses back then. Mm-hmm. It still is, yep. but you're doing your part. Share how you're doing your part.
0: Thank you. Through the nonprofit, I've been able to establish a great relationship with Erin Bastion, the president of Fidelity Bank, and we spent almost a year looking at how could we put more financing in the hands of a deserving minority entrepreneurs who might not fit the traditional profile, So we were able to create the Create Capital Fund, which dropped the credit criteria 100 points from what a traditional lending ask would look like. It waived the collateral requirements. Um, It also created a system where when you uh, were approved for funding through this Create Capital Fund, you would be paired with business development support. So we're not just giving you funding, but we're also making sure that that funding comes accompanied with skills and resources and information for how you can navigate your business better. That led to me um, also working to eventually write the city of Wichita's Propel Fund. And that's a loan fund that uh, Vice Mayor Brandon Johnson was able to champion for District 1 entrepreneurs. But come to find out, uh, depending on when this airs, this is going to go citywide. And so my company was tasked with writing the program design for this loan fund. We were able to successfully uh, loan one in the initial, um, you know, an initial release and rollout of Propel. From there, I work with a statewide nonprofit, and they saw what can happen when you do not have uh, the traditional lens for financing. And so they looked at their programs and recognized one of their programs that I too also sit over required matching funds. But if you cannot qualify for the traditional match, then you couldn't have access to their funds, So they have created the Empower Loan Fund. It's Network Kansas. Mm -hmm. And that is now a no match fund that's being piloted in Wichita and three other cities with the whole goal of being rolled out to other urban and inclusive communities. All of this to say between another fund, Restart Kansas, Create Capital, Propel, all of these resources now are looking at broadening the credit flow. And what is happening is that businesses that would not traditionally get financed are getting financed in ways that support their business development and growth. We are seeing launches. We're seeing acquisitions. We're seeing people being hired. We're seeing businesses staying in business and becoming bankable traditionally. That is the work.
2: Excellent. And That's just huge. one more quick question the on the, when you're providing all this funding, Are you making it mandatory that they get this, I think you called it business development service Mm -hmm. support? Mm -hmm. It's it's mandatory. You're not going to get the money and run, I guess is what (laughs) I'm trying trying to get at. I mean, if you're making this possible, it's a mandatory uh, support that you provide, correct?
0: Yes, it is a support. And I will say this, when we're able to do business and have a relationship with those who we are doing business with, then the obligation to repay does not look like a traditional burden. They see the business funding that has been provided to them as a tool, and we make sure in the underwriting process that we are not approving loan funds for businesses that have not demonstrated the ability to repay. We do not want to place a burden on people's households. So as a result, our loan funds are doing tremendously well in repayment, and those business skills and knowledge that comes along with successfully managing those funds, it's evident in playing out. Excellent. No, I mean
3: I all of this is exciting. You know, uh I was a banker in a former life um, yep. for a number of years and yeah. to see <laughs>
2: you, said,
3: mm. <laughs> 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 to see how, you know, the credit flow has opened up is amazing because you and it's about relationship, right? Mm -hmm. You say that we are relationship bankers and you sit down with a business owner and you try to explain the process, but uh, the traditional methods were not available. We could not help. And it was very deflating Mm -hmm. for the business owner, but also for the banker. Mm -hmm. Um, So to see that you have opened up these opportunities and worked with so many different organizations to make this um, pathway available is really, really an amazing thing. Thank you. it, it, you know, Don even talked about back in the day, you know, we've been talking about uh, capital access from for decades decades, mm-hmm. decades. It's happening,
0: and it's happening. It's happening. And you know, there's some institutions that feel like, well, what can truly ten thousand dollars do for a business? Mm-hmm. Well, if you haven't had access, and if you're used to building so lean, ten thousand might as well be fifty thousand mm-hmm. because you know how to navigate and deploy it responsibly in ways that extended. I remember one week I was looking at the different loan funds and how they were performing, and just in a week and a half, I had done seventy six thousand dollars in approvals. Wow. wow, I mean, come Whoa. on oh. <laughs>
2: That's good. That's unheard. Yeah. And,
0: but the flip side of that is, if they think
3: what can really what can ten thousand dollars do, then why aren't you providing that ten thousand dollars? Well, I you know. It, you but know. It's, it's it's those things. Yes. Um, so <laughs> in your work, um, you get to work with all these amazing people who, uh, you know, may not even thought that it was possible. Right. So right. you get to instill hope. Yep. Right. Along with that, what scares you hmm. in this journey?
0: Oh, what scares me? So I've been in the work since 2015. Um, what scares me is that we're going to miss opportunities because the moment right now, out of the racial and social justice movement, says that supporting black black owned businesses is the thing to do now. Mm. It's always been the thing to do. A rising tide lifts all boats. And when we look at who is most disproportionate in their experience in business, African-American-owned businesses make up that category, unfortunately. Um, So what I fear is that people will misrepresent what what the thoughts, the conversations are out of the social justice movement and just look at this as a point in time when really we need to look at solutions that are sustainable beyond this point in time. I also, you know, being on this side of it, I worked so hard. I used to work 16 to 18-hour days. A 24-hour shift was nothing to me. I, I would do that like that to get everything done and done as well as I could. But in doing so, I ruined my health. Mm-hmm. I am in a health battle right now. And the entrepreneurship culture will tell you grind. You can you can yeah. sleep when you're dead yeah. and all these things. And what I fear is that people will take the negative side of the entrepreneurship culture and apply that to themselves and experience uh, definitely debilitating health challenges. And we as a people, African-Americans, our health outcomes are, again, disparate as well. Mm -hmm. We have to take care of ourselves. Um, So with that being said, I almost lost me in doing this work. Mm. And that scares me. Because that is never the outcome that you want to have. So I want to take a moment to tell everyone self-care is not a luxury. It's a necessity. Mm-hmm. And even in entrepreneurship, you can be so purpose-driven, but you have to be aligned in what is well for you. So don't miss that either.
3: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, that's not the, the first time we've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's significant. So I appreciate you um, being vulnerable and sharing that with us yeah, and absolutely. giving those, um, those nuggets of wisdom. Well, friends— It's time to hear for our sponsors, so uh, we're gonna take a break and hear from them, and we'll be back to hear a little bit more from Christina Long and the CML Collective.
1: Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy, and in the event of an outage, Our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit Evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. As a convener of people and ideas, the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce continues to extend our reach and maximize our efforts to provide the best possible business environment in our region. Your partnership is imperative for accelerating business success We invite you to visit wichitachamber.org to learn more about the benefits of membership and become involved with our efforts to provide success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. Visit wichitachamber.org and follow us on your favorite social media platform.
3: Welcome back, friends. We're here with Christina Long, and we're hearing about her story. We're having a lovely conversation, and we just finished talking about some of the things that uh, that she's scared of. But now we want to talk about some of the things she's excited for in the future. So talk to us a little bit about that.
0: Oh, my goodness. The excitement comes in so many ways. It comes from looking and seeing the progress that we're making with the loan funds and what they're doing inside of the businesses, like I've mentioned before. It comes in seeing the entrepreneurs who are working with who are actually growing mm-hmm. their business. So seeing Wichita Cheesecake Company yeah. now um, and their expansion, seeing what's happening over at Ginny Don Sellers mm-hmm. um, is just as exciting as seeing what happened over the weekend, as well as seeing what happened um, in October with Jaree Greer, who launched Community Blessed, a wonderful organization that's going to put the emphasis on supporting wellness and wholeness in women. Um, It's just as exciting as sitting across the desk from an entrepreneur who is sharing with me. Again, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that I want to do this. What do I do? All of these things are just as important to me because again, I walk the journey in many of their instances. And to be able to see something that you've dreamed about, that you have prayed about, manifest into something that you drive past or something that you provide to another in the form of a service, it is a privilege, and it comes in many shapes. So I'm really excited about where the trajectory of the work is going. I'm excited that I am still here, and I am better to be able to do the work and navigate it and to bring others along and develop them, because now it's team time.
3: Yes. Uh, if
0: something were to happen to me, the work must live on. So I want to equip people uh, with, this, with the skills and the knowledge to be able to take the baton and pass it forward and move it forward so that the work is sustainable and that it lives beyond me.
3: I tell you what if if <laughs> the people who are listening to this don't get excited about all the stories that you're telling I don't know what is more exciting I mean the, all the names you just listened to that you just listed excuse me um so super proud of Juri um yes. and, and her journey it's yeah. been amazing um so it, and it's about someone having you know who believes in you mm-hmm. and, and you believe in people and yeah. you try to help them you know yeah. see their um Their dreams come to reality. So that's awesome. Thank you. Another question for you. You know, you born and raised in Wichita, Wichita gal. What makes Wichita unique? Why did you decide to stay in Wichita?
0: Ooh, why did I decide to stay in Wichita? It is because it is home. My family is here. Um... I laugh because many people know my husband took a job at the Tulsa Chamber, Mm -hmm. and so he's in Tulsa, so we are splitting time between two cities. But when I think about Wichita, um, again, this is a backbone for who I am. My grandparents were strong members of Calvary Baptist Church— Uh, longtime employees with the U.S. Post Office. And they really instilled in us a love of community and a need to serve community. Uh, It goes back to that African proverb, I am because we are. Mm -hmm. And so looking at, again, building upon that platform to what my parents instilled in my sisters and I, Um, You don't just walk away from that for easier cities or easier times. Some people uh, I watched, actually, when there was a exodus of my peers going to Atlanta and then to Dallas. Mm -hmm. And I watch and see all of that talent that has left Wichita for these areas. And while I celebrate their journeys, I am left sometimes like, what would Wichita look like if more of them had stayed? Absolutely. Sometimes you feel like you're part of a you know, a lonely crew, it's lonely work Mm -hmm. sometimes, it's isolating work. We're fortunate to be able to travel and see other areas to escape. But when you're here, sometimes there's a sacrifice of service that is placed upon you Um, and that's real. And I think Wichita needs to be real about that with its young professionals and particularly its young professionals of color. This is not always easy, but at the same time, if you choose to be here, look at the positives, understand the negatives, work towards a better, and again, bring others along.
2: I would consider you uh, an SME on Wichita's business ecosystem. (laughs) What do we need to do to make
0: it better? Wow. We need to look at truly the assets that we do have. Every organization cannot do everything well. So be honest about where you serve and where you serve best. And where you don't, then be willing to refer. Uh, We have had a challenge of just getting an asset map together. This has been a challenge since 2015 because, again, everybody says that they can do everything, and that is not the truth.
2: Correct. Correct.
0: Um, Additionally, really looking at broadening who is considered an entrepreneur. When I sat down at the Kansas Small Business Development Center, um, I did not fit the profile. Again, I'm a journalist trying to do a t-shirt company. Through them, they helped me to discover ways to be strategic about my growth. Um, But I didn't fit the profile. And we have a problem in this city, in the entrepreneurship ecosystem as a whole, and looking at pre-qualifying who gets to be an entrepreneur. Mm. The walk is varied. The stories are different, honor and respect the stories, but then help those who are willing to help themselves to move forward. Because on paper, I wasn't anybody's entrepreneur and now I'm being invited to talk about entrepreneurship. So let's not miss that in other people. And then lastly, I think that we need to be bold and courageous. We need to open up rooms of opportunity. And for those of us who are of difference, then we need to be willing to walk through those rooms, find our place, and be there instead of shying away from that for areas where we are comfortable. Again, there's that quote: the comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. We all need to grow. Mm-hmm. We all need to grow. Mm-hmm.
2: What's next for
0: you? Ooh, what's, what's next on the for next me?
2: Frontier.
0: Expansion of the nonprofit. We are going through an expansion. Um, I will be celebrating my birthday tomorrow. What? <laughs> December, Happy baby. Birthday. So yes, again, just reflecting as, again, not New Year's ce- uh, celebrations or resolutions, right. but birthday resolutions. So I've got a whole nother uh, set of resolutions for myself for this next year, but expansion and development of others and taking care of me.
2: What um business or local or national business you want to partner
0: with? Say more about that.
2: Is there a, a business that you want to partner with, either locally or nationally, or a person you want to partner with? Mm.
0: I asked you to say more about that because I've been very fortunate to have so many great partners right now. Gotcha. I think that our expansion that we're currently experiencing with the nonprofit represents a an incredible Partnership opportunity. And that's what Stand Together. They're a foundation mm-hmm. associated with Coke Industries oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. the partnership that we are currently experiencing with Rising Tide Capital. Rising Tide Capital is going to be working with Create Campaign to um, present a series of 12-week business academies, and then we get to get connected and plugged into their national network of entrepreneurship mentors. So I'm really excited about that partnership that's happening.
3: Yeah, that's dope.
0: Yes, it is. That is. It's game-changing.
3: It really truly is. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That, uh, you know, it's, they don't accept anyone. Thank you. Um, So to be accepted and be able to be a part of that, it says a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Well, since I'm talking, I guess I'll keep on asking. You were talking. So <laughs> you
2: might as well not Sorry, stop now. Dawn.
3: <laughs> well, as we begin to wrap up, I'm curious to know um, I, I know that you are a very uh, well read person. So, uh, who are some of the thought leaders that you admire? Who's mm. been inspiration to you?
0: Ooh, someone so other than myself. You made an myself. assumption about me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) look, (laughs) I love reading, but I have my favorites and one of my favorites is, um, a book. Oh, I don't have the author's name right now, but it's a book called rules of the red rubber ball. Mm -hmm. And it's a short, illustrated book that really looks at what happens when you look at building a life that supports your red rubber ball. And the author goes on to say your red rubber ball, it's that thing that encourages you. It's that thing that you go to sleep and wake up about. It's gripping you. It's calling you to move beyond your current experiences, to put something out into the atmosphere, and into the world Mm -hmm. that represents your passion. So what is your red rubber ball? He talks about there's 86,400 seconds in a day. That's 86,400 opportunities to chase, kick, catch, go after your red rubber ball. That is, I continue to come back to that work. It's grounding. What is our red rubber ball that moves and motivates us, that anchors us, again, with that quiet, lonely work? And also when the spotlight is on, you have to be very, very careful to carry your red rubber ball with honor, with humility. Because somebody could come along and swipe it away, or you could um, be the person that bobbles your red rubber ball. And there's so many consequences because so many people are, they're really relying on you to carry it and carry it well. Mm -hmm.
3: Again, as we are um, truly uh, wrapping up now, I I would like to know before we leave, what can we as a community do to help you and your business? Mm -hmm. What do you need from the Wichita community?
0: Okay. Well, you know, my ask is all about other people's. Opportunities. And so we have an opportunity through supplier diversity. Right now, the city of Wichita is going through a major expansion of capital projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some represent the most um, expensive and involved capital projects, such as our water treatment facility Mm -hmm. and what's going on with the redevelopment of that. We must, if we are truly about creating opportunity and being a regional driver for prosperity, then we need to look at how we can activate more inclusion in our contracting practices. There is no reason in this type of technologically sound society that our vendor and database software should not be able to appropriately track and manage and disaggregate who we are spending our dollars with. Mm -hmm. If you have decision-making opportunities and authority within your departments that don't require contracting opportunities to go through an RFP, an RFQ, an RFI, then look at your network of who you are always saying yes to for business opportunities. Are you saying yes to the same folks or are you doing your due diligence to make sure that there is inclusion in your practices and policies? If you do have a seat at the table in writing RFPs, RFQs, RFIs, are you looking at it through a culturally proficient lens? Are you challenging what is there or are you leaning back and saying, well, it's That way, because it's always been that way. We will never get to the next level, always doing things the way that they've been done. And in areas where we have an opportunity not to even challenge by threats, there's no need to threaten. There's an opportunity to ask questions, to make change. Through more savvy, intentional question asking, we have an opportunity to then create the behaviors and the environment that will make a change for the economic output and opportunity for all in business. It's time. It's time. That's, I mean, I'm done with that. It's (laughs) fine. How's your folks? Oh, my folks are great. My father was able to retire from the post office after 38 years and four months. So he retired in October. And part of what has allowed him to retire is my company. What? So my daddy gets to come work with me. Nice. And I've been able to actually say that I have helped to contribute to helping to retire my dad. When we talk about generational legacy that entrepreneurship can change and impact the fact that again a 40 something year old has the opportunity to retire her daddy. Mm-hmm. That's powerful.
3: That is powerful. That's a so
2: my family's thing. doing well. Excellent. My late mom, she loved her some Reverend Dr. Yep. Michael Wood.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he loved her as well.
2: Excellent. Well, we appreciate you being on the show today. Gonna to have a little uh Word association.
0: Okay. I give you
2: one word, you give me one word back, it's not wrong because it's your word. You
0: are not the Terrell show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not singing anything. <laughs> okay. All right. Excellent.
2: Lead, leader. Oh, I'm sorry. Excellent wasn't word. You're excellent. Leader is the word.
0: Leader. Uh word association, KLC. Leadership is an activity, not a position. Okay. <laughs> nice. College. oh, college KU. <laughs> Boom. In the land of the shockers. And, I started my college career at KU. And Sorry.
2: Ebony then not left the room. <laughs> yes. I'm done. I'm done. Entrepreneur.
0: oh, problem solver. Wichita. Mm, home. Hero. Ooh, my dad. Chamber. Hmm, good partner. Family, everything, fun, traveling, (laughs) failure, oh, tears, and last
2: but not least, beverage. Ooh, water. (laughs)
3: Y'all are not (laughs) kidding.
0: Water, wow. water. Okay, well, now let's do it. Jenny Don. I'm gonna do several words. Jenny Don. Greatness Vodka. Simply Sangria. They, all African American owned brands. She just spot. got real on you, folks. <laughs> there you go. Well, Christina, we appreciate (laughs) you being here and thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me and thank you for taking care of my story.
3: Well, friends, we have come to that time where we are at the end of the road. You want to sing that for us?
0: No. Okay.
3: Well, she will (laughs) not sing. Don't ask her to sing it, please. (laughs) No. All right. All right. Well, on that note, (laughs) thank you for being here. Make certain that you like us, share with your circle of influence, and make certain that you leave a message or notes letting us know who you want to hear from.